Welcome to the Dream Out Loud podcast, where our mission is to help others succeed. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bowen with Five Star Personal Corporate Development, and today we're sitting down with Jim Boland. Jim is a senior pastor with almost 50 years of ministry experience. As its founding pastor, Jim has served the congregation at Seven Springs Church in Powder Springs, Lithia Springs, and Marietta, Georgia for almost 40 years, growing its multifaceted ministry and all the while facing and overcoming hindrance spirits to achieve his God-given calling. He has led Seven Springs through five major remodeling and building projects while raising millions of dollars to help underwrite those endeavors. Jim serves on the Green Releaser coaching team as a coach raising up next generation leaders. As a consultant, he has a passion to help local pastors achieve their building and expansion goals. Jim is an ordained bishop with the Church of God Cleveland, Tennessee, and received his honorary doctorate of pastoral studies from Jacksonville Theological Seminary in Jacksonville, Florida. Jim has been married to his wife, Robin, for 50 years. He has two grown children, their spouses, and six grandchildren. It is so good, Dr. Bullen, to have you with us today on the Dream Out Loud podcast. Uh, good to be with you, Dr. Chris. Excited about it. Excited about what you're doing. Yes, sir. I tell you what, we go way back, and uh, it's so such a blessing <laughs> to be able to interview you today, and of course, all of our endeavors with Dream Releaser Coaching. So it's just a, a great honor to have you with us and to see uh, what's happening in your life and what all is going. We know that you're very busy, so we're honored that you would take time out to be with our audience here at the Dream Out Loud podcast. So I shared a little bit about your bio, and of course, uh, for those who follow you know uh, of all the success that you've had over the years in, in pastoring and ministry, and now you're, of course, a life coach. But tell us a little bit about who Jim is. If we just ask who is Jim without all the other stuff, tell us a little bit about who you are. Well, first and foremost, I'm a, I'm a husband. I love, love Robin. we got a great relationship and a dad and a granddad, and, and I love pastoring. I really do. I love coaching, and the opportunity to be able to blend these two has been an amazing thing. It's been one of those missing tools early on in my ministry I wished I had had, you know, 20, 30 years ago. It could have could have been different, but it is what it is. I got it when I got it, and I'm glad I have it. But love God. I really do. I'm I'm one of those um one of those God chasers. I mean, I'm yeah. after the presence of God and love his people and love the church. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that uh of course we didn't have this when we started our ministries and now uh, that it came and it came toward, you know, the end of my uh, ministry as pastor. But what an amazing gift to be able to add to our tool belt, this thing called coaching. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's so exciting to have that. So um, how tell me how coaching has affected you personally. Well, it's been, you know, coaching is, is one of those um, multifaceted things when it comes to touching our lives. I think initially when I first got exposed to it, what coaching did for me as a pastor at that time of around uh, 35 to 40 years, right, whatever that time frame was right in there, uh, it, it gave me a look at myself um, that I had not had before from a dimension or from a perspective, let me say it that way, that I'd not really thought of. And uh, it, it brought uh, gifts and talents and abilities out of me that um, like when Dr. Chan was talking to me, first talking to me about it, he said, Jim, what you don't realize is you've always been a coach. And mm -hmm. I, I thought, well, that's that's nice. 
Um, but really, I found that there were so many things inside of me that were really bent that way. And I think a, a lot of pastors, a lot of leaders have that in them. It's just that coaching kind of takes the lid off for you. So right. you can begin to, to see that. So I begin to see myself differently. And uh, in many ways, I hope this doesn't sound um, egotistical or wrong. I liked what I saw yeah. uh, because I realized I had something to offer people and that I could help people and that I could bring change to their life by just being a good listener and um, helping them to discover what was inside of them, just like I learned what was inside of me. So I think yeah. more than it was, a, it was a real moment of self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And so we know that, of course, our acronym for DRC is plans, powerful questions, listening, accountability, neutral, silence. And we believe that if you have those five things, you can really become a coach and a very successful coach. So I want to ask you a million dollar question here. How do those five things, which one did you struggle with when you first started becoming a coach? Was it asking those open ended questions, really listening to your client, holding them accountable for whatever they wanted to be held accountable for, remaining neutral where you don't have have an opinion or remaining silent so you can get everything out of them. Which one of those was your biggest struggle? Well, Dr. Chris, I'm a pastor. I had trouble with all five of them. <laughs> I get I mean, it. They were all difficult. But probably if I pick one out of, of the five, it was uh, it was the silence. It uh -huh. was learning to listen. And I mean, really listen. Because right. I was trained. I grew up in, in, a, in a culture where pastors have answers. Right. Um, people come to you for solutions. They come to you for advice. Nothing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but I just realized that in coaching, by listening to people, I mean, listening to them and listening to, to their problems or their situation or their need or whatever it was they were bringing to you and really listening. And yeah. my problem, the problem I had was I was listening with an answer and I was right. ready to tell them something and I would break them <laughs> off. In medicine, uh -huh. well, now, if you do this and you do this and you do this, and and I realized that I probably short circuited so many people really getting uh, wow. beneath the surface of their life and the and the stuff that they saw and and they could touch and really get in touch with their feelings and with what God was trying to do in them. I probably short circuited so many opportunities like that just by trying to be a good pastor. Yeah. And, Tell them what they needed, what I thought they needed to hear. Yeah. And silence. Silence was a big one for me. Okay. So how freeing is that now, knowing that you don't have to have all the answers, that you just simply follow their goal and their dream, and you don't have to give them assignments and books to read and ABC steps to do, one, two, three, that now you just listen to them well, follow them. How freeing is that to you as a pastor of a mega ministry with thousands of members? How, how freeing was that to you? Well, for me, it, it, what it does in, in, listening to, in listening to people, um, from that, the, the questions that come, because like I said earlier when I was talking, we, you hear differently, and, right. and, and you see, you know, there's this intuitiveness that, that was inside of me that I probably hadn't really tapped into. It was, you know, it was a, it was a Holy Spirit, and because I knew too much. Uh-huh. Instead of just knowing him and listening to him and seeing the individual through his eyes and hearing with his ears, it changed everything. But I think probably the uh, the freeing part was or is knowing that 
a lot, most of the time, the answers lie within the person. Right. And by just helping them to see that and get that, when they walk out of my office now, my staff, when they walk out of the office, most, not all the time, but most of the time, they walk out of there now. They have discovered what they need to know. They have found the answer. And I may have partnered with them as a coach and helping them to discover that, but it was already in them. But right. listening and helping them. So that frees it up because it's like I'm not, I don't feel, I, I still feel responsible to some degree because I'm a pastor. Yeah. But uh, I think feeling the weight of I got to fix everything. Right. Uh, that's definitely lightened up a bunch. Yeah, that's, that's totally freeing. I remember from going from so much counseling, my, co- my counseling business to transitioning over to coaching. It was like I didn't have to carry all of that with me. And it's so freeing. And you get those aha moments that yeah. we know in coaching, how okay. great that is. So yeah. uh, what lessons have you learned while coaching other people? You've had several clients and you're also a coach trainer with DRC. So what are some of the lessons that you have learned while coaching other clients? Wow. That's, that's a big, that's a big, that's a big thing right there. Um, I think personally, like I said earlier, uh, listening and um, developing the ability. And it's something that some people, I guess, maybe have it better than others. Um, mm-hmm. I had to work on it was the learning the the ability of asking questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's real easy just to ask some obvious things and learning to uh, ask open-ended questions. Right. Uh, I, I found myself wanting a yes or a no so I could move on to something else. Uh, but by taking the time to really, you know, ask those, those probing questions that really would get beneath the surface and make the person think, um, that 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 right there was was incredible, and I think also it helped me with another level of accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I'm um, I tend to be a people pleaser um, uh, by by nature. I want everybody happy. Let me just put it that way. I, I like I like everybody happy. Um, I like everybody to get along, and that type of thing. So my my inclination was to fix it to get everything okay. Uh-huh. Instead of realizing that sometimes conflict is necessary and yeah. struggle is necessary and that you have to be willing to walk through it with people. So I think probably in the coaching arena, uh, that's another factor right there that kind of jumped out at me. As as a dream releaser coaching, what I've learned in it, listening to some of the students and uh, being, being again, being silent, letting them just just think. And because I'm silent scares me sometimes. It's like, I, I got to fill it in. So, and I learned that, that little part there about sometimes it's just good to be quiet and let them yeah. ponder. So not yeah. sure if I answered it all or, or not, but. Sure. So if, if other pastors are listening today to the Dream Out Loud podcast and hearing you um, that have pastored for uh, five decades now and uh, now getting ready to move into your third location, all kinds of great things are happening. What would you say to a pastor that's saying, well, yeah, I've heard of coaching, but I really don't have time. How can coaching really honestly free up your time? Because in my experience, it freed up so much of my time by moving into coaching. Well, How would you encourage a pastor? Well, that, that part right there, that, that was huge because for me, uh, I didn't, I had no idea how mm-hmm. coaching was going to help me. And especially when you have staff, right. uh, how I interacted with them, how I would found ways to develop them, mm-hmm. not, not, not for me, but for them. Right. 
And I, if, if a pastor can 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 get the coaching discipline in his life, whether he ever becomes a quote unquote coach or not, mm-hmm. but he gets the coaching discipline in his leadership toolbox right. that he draws from, is an incredible gift. It gives you a tool. It's like he's, I'm, I'm, I'm not a mechanic. Um, so I don't, that's, I'm kind of like dumber to box of rocks when it comes to that kind of stuff. But I do know this. I do know that there are some things on, on cars and on engines, you have to have a very specific tool to work with. And I think coaching is, is that tool, but it's one of those tools that like some tools I've seen, where you can turn it and it becomes another tool. You can pop this open. It's almost like that Swiss Army knife, if you would. Right. Right. It's so many things that you can use it for. But I think for pastors, it's a confidence builder. It gives you some confidence, maybe that some guys really lack, but they have because they feel like now they're somewhat qualified mm-hmm. to be listen to their people and don't and 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 not feel responsible to try to fix them but to help them find solutions right. and it's some of the pressure off and uh, it reduces the time too, because now you're not trying to solve everybody's problems. You're just helping them solve the problems and then you release them to go do it. And it's their responsibility, not yours. So right. that's, that's big. Wow. That's awesome. And so that's on the pastor's side, but you also have had a very big staff. A lot of people on your staff, how did coaching affect the way you, uh, you know, that you was able to manage staffing and be able to help people on your staff through coaching? Well, like I said earlier, I mean, it's, it's one of those, one of those things, that tool that I use, mm-hmm. it changed how I looked at my staff. Yeah. Right. And, and uh, instead of me, again, instead of me seeing it as I got to fix everything, mm-hmm. I saw it as an opportunity to help them to find solutions. And, and so it, I became more, uh, they actually like coming and talking to me yeah. because now it was a little, it was a little testy there at first because they were used to coming in and getting answers that right. ask questions. I'd give them answers. Uh, and now when as coaching became a part of my life, um, now it's, well, let me ask you and mm. I turn it around. Now, what's your first thought? When you when you you ask me that what what have you what have you done with it, uh, what ideas have you come up with, um, and just started asking them questions and it like it changed it because now it's like it changed perspective with me and them because now it's like they saw me I care right I wasn't just telling them I, I, they weren't just a, a cog in the wheel uh, or spoke in the wheel but now they were. They were a part of the solution, and I wanted their input. I wanted to hear them. I wanted to hear what they had to say, and it changed. It changes staff. Staff staff look at you differently, and um, they feel much more comfortable. And that's yeah. not a bad thing. I know there's a, there's an element there of, of respect and honor that you have as a pastor with your staff and team. Um, but there's nothing worse than being looked at as being an oligarch or a dictator or a control freak or whatever, yeah. but when they can see you as a partner. So for me, if pastors, it will help their confidence. It gives mm-hmm. them the tools, the tools to work with, learning how to listen, learning how to answer powerful questions. Um, and I think when, with that right there, coupled with that, that right there yeah. can be a game changer for most pastors right there because most pastors struggle with one or both of those. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's amazing. You've shared with us a little bit on the podcast today about pastoring and about staffing. And, you know, I, I have found that you can use this in your marriage with your children uh, because you're just becoming a greater listener and you're getting yeah. more information and content. And it really makes you a better communicator because yeah. people will respect when you really stop to listen to their story. <laughs> So that's a lot of fun to hear other people's stories when we don't have, have to have the next word with their silence. Yeah. We yeah. use that as a part of our, yeah. our analogy of, of getting to know somebody. Right. So um, tell me out of all the coaching places out there with all of the, the degrees that you have, all the knowledge and the wisdom that you have, you've gone up the ladder so much in church and now uh, a bishop uh, with the Church of God in Cleveland. Uh, why did you pick Dream Release for coaching? Um. Well, probably, I mean, this, this may sound like a canned answer, but I don't, don't mean it to be that way. Uh, Sam, Sam, oh. um, Sam and Brenda, uh, but Sam in particular, um, I went through a very difficult season in my life and he, he became a coach to me. Mm -hmm. He reached out to me and, and I, we met, we talked and, and he um, shared with me the possibility of coaching. And I would not really heard about heard about it, but not really dug into it. Didn't really know a whole lot about it. Uh -huh. So when he first um, gave me the put the idea out there, um, I was inquisitive and um, thankful. So I, I looked. I, I went home, and you know what? What everybody does you you go to Google. <laughs> you know, you find out. Okay, what is this coaching thing? What is it really all about? I began to dig into it a little bit and probably got more information than I knew what to do with. Um, and I looked at what DRC offered and how it, because I looked at the other programs that, that were available at the time. And I, I don't mean to discredit anybody. I'm really don't, right. but it was just so shallow. And uh, the others were and uh, dream Lister coaching it, it it was in depth. It's like it, you could see how this thing was put together uh, and, and great part, you know, to you too, because I know you're a part of that team that really worked hard on, on putting these tracks and, and this curriculum together. Um, you guys did it in such a way that it laid a demand on us. It wasn't just something that we did and got a little certificate. It, it you, you laid demands on us. Uh, and that's positive. If, if, if a pastor or a leader or anybody really wants to grow and develop. They really do. And and they and they really want to see change in their life because you can't help bring change to others until change happens to you. Yeah. And that's what DRC did for me. And DRC was heads and above all the other programs that I looked into as far as the curriculum, what right. it offered, how it was presented, and the way that you guys put it together and the way DRC is put together is it's very systematic. Right. You you start you start where you need to start, you know, at the foundation and you build. It it just takes it just like steps going up. And mm -hmm. so each level there's there's excitement, there's new excitement that you discover and new tools and new ways of looking and doing that that the DRC tracks unfold for you. So I mean I'm I appreciate it because it it really is a quality program. It's not just yeah. a little fly by night thing. Yeah. I love what you're talking about. The educated consumer is our friend because we want people to research and you will find that uh, DRC is, is some of the top and not just because I'm the executive director for Dream Releaser yeah. Coaching, right. but it really is top notch. It is up there. Uh, it's also ICF accredited, which, you know, right. ICF right. is the, you know, is the, where you top. get that 
yeah, yeah, it's the top of the line. So we're very proud to be a part of that. And all of the great material that Dr. Brenda, one of our founders, has gone through for months and months and months to write the curriculum to make sure that all was there so that when you go through track five, you can go right into that ICF test as long as you have enough uh, hours to do so. So without breaking confidentiality, can you just tell me of a time that maybe you saw somebody have an aha moment while you were coaching them or maybe even while you were training them because you're one of DRC's coach trainers? When was that last aha moment that really just stuck out in your mind? Wow. One that sticks out in my mind, I had several with students. I mean, it's like every time Mm-hmm. You know, every time you do, every time you have a, an encounter or a, a session with the students, there's always those moments there. Um, mm-hmm. But one particular situation, and this, the one thing that I think probably DRC did for me was it got me to see beyond myself just as a pastor. Right. And I realized that, you know, I was able to help pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. And the thing that coaching that you didn't necessarily have to have product knowledge is good, but you didn't have, but you don't have to have product knowledge to be able to coach somebody. Right. You just can listen, ask questions and, you know, hold them accountable, help right. them develop the plans and, and the follow through and all. Um, but I had, a, I had a gentleman that came to me and in, in, in the recession, things were sideways. His business had gone upside down. And um, this particular guy, I'd known for quite some time was sharp, a very sharp man, sharp dresser, looked sharp. Uh, he called me and I said, Hey, let's get together and met at, um, uh, Chick-fil-A met at Chick-fil-A there in, in, uh, in Roswell. Uh-huh. And, um, and he walked in the door and it was like, what in the world has happened to my friend? I mean, he looks disheveled. He had, you know, just retired and worn yeah. out. So he sat down and, and I'd, I'd heard a little bit about his company kind of, you know, experiencing some um, real setbacks. Yeah. And came in, he began to unload. And uh, I hadn't been a coach, you know, maybe just a few years. And um, I listened. And I sat there and listened to the man unload his problems and unload the whole thing. And then I just began to ask this one question. I says, what do you want to do? Yeah. Do you want to quit? Do you want to start again? Do you do you have a dream? I just started asking very simple little questions like that right there. Mm-hmm. Why? Do, and I remember him looking at me, and he said, "I really don't know." I says, "Well, let's let's see." I don't I don't believe that. I said, "I've known you for far too long, mm-hmm. and you're a, you're a, you're an entrepreneur, you're a businessman, and you you had a very successful business. So I think it's still inside of you." And so we started talking, and I, I remember asking one particular question, and um, the, the it was Brenda has coined this, or at least I think she has. I give her credit for it, whether she did or not. Um, the the DL the DOL Dream Out Loud. That's hers. And, um, and I and I asked him the question. I said, I want you to dream out loud with me. I want you to tell me what mm-hmm. you see. As, as, as a possibility. If money weren't a problem, money weren't an issue, um, what, what would that be? And he looked at me for a second and he said, are you serious? And I said, yeah, I want to hear it. <laughs> and so he started telling me. And for the next five, eight minutes, he unpacked this dream that he had. 
uh, about a different type of company that he wanted to start in the basic field he was in, but a different company. Uh-huh. And as he unpacked that, he started crying. Mm-hmm. And it makes me put tears in my eyes because I can still see him. Yeah. He, right there in that moment in Chick-fil-A, he said, I think I can breathe again. I think wow. I can make it. I think I can do this. And I, I set up some appointments with him and followed up with him, walked him through. He started the, his, his next company, and it is heads and shoulders above what he had before. It's just phenomenal what's happened. But it was that moment in inviting him and then listening to him unpack. And it was a, an aha moment was the fact that he got to do it. I, I watched him get to do, get to say, get to talk about what was inside of him without being judged, wow. without being uh, questioned about you can't do that, told you can't do that, to following up with what what's your plan? How are you going to do that? It's a great dream. And just started asking and it unfolded. So that may be a, somewhat of a long answer, but those are the kind of things that happen in coaching where you just with the person and out of nowhere, you, you ask a simple question or ask them to do something. And it just, it's like the lid comes off, lights come on and doors are open and they, they feel freedom and opportunity. And for me, that was huge, but I can go on and on because I I got staff situations that I've, I've watched it coaching, literally unlock them. And just literally staff walk away, say, thank you so much for believing in me. Thank you so much for helping me see that I can do this. And that's what coaching does. Wow, that's awesome. Well, if you're joining us today on the Dream Out Loud podcast, we're sitting down with Jim Boland. He has pastored for five decades. Uh, He is just doing it. And he's also one of our master coaches at Dream Releaser Coaching, and he is making a difference. We've been talking about how coaching can impact your life as a pastor. Uh, It can also impact your staff and and then your workplace altogether. And so we just heard him with some of his AOL, DOL, rather that DOL, Dreaming Out Loud, as well as uh, him just really sharing those aha moments and how it really makes you feel. And that's dynamic. That's awesome. Well, so what are some simple steps that you would tell someone who is actually considering becoming a life coach? Maybe they're on the fence. They're saying, yeah, I've heard that. Um, and they're on the fence of whether they should or should not, whether it be for a business or whether it be for them individually. What would you say to encourage them today? Well, first, I would encourage them to go to the Dream Release site. And, and just look at it. Just sit down there, take a few moments and, and peruse it, go through it. It's very simple. Uh, a lot of information there uh, that will help you. But I, I would encourage them and encourage whoever's listening right now, just about yourself. I mean, really think about the opportunity and the, and the, and the possibility mm-hmm. of, of, of doing better, of being better. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in you. Um, you. You have that ability uh, and I just want to encourage you to take the step to at least investigate. Don't be afraid to try something different yeah. and, uh, and challenge yourself. Um, you, you can be better. You can do more. You right. can have great achievement. So I just encourage you to investigate uh, the DRC site. Take a look at it. Uh, I'm very partial to it. I send people to it all the time. I believe in it. I've watched what it done not only in my life, but in a lot of my friends that have gone through it, pastor friends that has really changed them, changed their perspective, changed their pastoral uh, uh, style and everything. So I, I, I do encourage that. And if you're if you're a businessman or anything like that, it's going to give you some incredible tools 
absolutely. Great tools to work with your staff, your people, your team, your clients. It's just a game changer. And it just makes your life seem much more doable. So um, go check it out. I mean, don't be afraid to try something you've never done and to investigate something that maybe is different than what you thought. Uh, because you might, like me, you might find something that can really change the trajectory of your life, turn things around for you. So go for it. That's awesome. And they can look us up at www.dreamreleaser.com. So you mentioned a few moments ago, one of our founders, Dr. Brenda Chan, that came up with this uh, amazing acronym, DOL, Dream Out Loud. And before we go today, as we sign off of this show, I want you to uh, take a minute, Jim, and we want to hear you do that. We want you to dream out loud. What are the next big dreams that you have? Wow. You know, I'm uh, for a, a lot of people, including myself, uh, my age, not that I'm that old or anything, but I've gotten older, and I, I, I've lived enough life to know that I have less years in front of me than I do behind me. Mm-hmm. And it would be very easy to just settle in and just get by. Uh, but that's not me. That's not what I want. That's not who I am. Uh, I'm, I'm still pastoring. Uh, but, you know, my, my goal is to release the church at the uh, appropriate time. Right. But then I want to step back into and, and really develop the whole coaching and really touching pastors. Because mm-hmm. right now coming out of the um, out of the pandemic and all the changes that's going on in our culture and in our society, and we're still we're still dealing with it. Uh, pastors need help, right. and I, I really want to spend the years that God grants me and blesses me with helping them, uh, be, being an ear for them, but also helping them to uh, realize what I discovered about myself. There's more in me than I thought there was, right. and I think coaching is an incredible tool for that, and I look forward to really being able to—I'm doing it now, but I, I'll be able to do it at a much higher level and with much more intensity as I yeah. trans transition in the, in the pastorate. But yeah. uh, that, that's all in the future. So I'm dreaming, like you say, yeah. out loud. That's where I'm Absolutely. going. I just heard some uh, stats just the other day from a university president that shared on one of our podcasts that the most influential stage of a person's life is between the ages of 60 and 70. So maybe there's some pastors out there that need some of your wisdom. You've done it for 50 years already. Uh, so maybe they want to contact you, get in connection with you. How would they do that? Well, they can just reach out to me at um, Jim uh, Jim Bolin. Or let's do it this way. JL Bolin, um, 1970 at gmail.com. That's my personal email. And I'd love for you to just shoot that to me. Or you can, of course, contact the church. Uh, go to our church site there. Uh, which is Seven Springs Church. It's uh, sevensprings.church. And um, just reach out to me, and I'd love to do what I can. I'll be a listening ear and um, try to help you. Awesome. You've influenced people and encouraged people uh, around the world. It's been a delight and a pleasure to have you today on the Dream Out Loud podcast. So thank you, Dr. Bolin, for taking time out of your busy schedule to encourage our listeners today of how they, too, can live their destiny and their life, their dream on purpose. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much, Dr. Chris. God bless you, man. We hope this podcast with Jim Bolin has left you to D-O-L. We thank you for joining us today and to learn more about Dream Releaser Coaching or to find out more about other products and resources that you've heard today, visit us at www.dreamreleaser.com. 
and you can hear us anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We'll see you next time for more inspirational topics to help you DOL on the Dream Out Loud podcast.